Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this your boy Frank Gore. You li- I'm listening to 49 of Rush Niners all day. That's Brain Sits Home, baby. Let's go. I love it, man. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys. And sorry this is a little bit earlier than we typically go live, but the 49ers just kind of came out of nowhere. It announced their entire coaching staff positions, new hires, and all those things. And so I wanted to jump on with you guys. And, man, let's, let's go through it because... There are so many new positions. We just got we just found out who our special teams coordinator is going to be, which is a swing for the fences pick, but with all things that are boom or bust, there comes with it some major major question marks and we're going to get into that one big time. So, um yeah, Chris, I'm C. He says any good news for special teams? Well, uh, let, let's start there, okay? Because this is this is kind of the issue. We, the 49ers have named it. We're going through all the coaching, even the position changes, which there were quite a few. But the biggest, I think, in my opinion, is the special teams coordinator. Now, yeah, let, me, uh, let me be very honest and very, very clear. There's only one way to go, and that's up. I do believe we had one of the worst special teams coordinators in the entire NFL um, for five years straight, Hightower. I'm so glad he is gone. And also, let's 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 unpack that a little bit. The way in which Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers handle their PR moves is interesting because nobody gets fired. Well, hold on. <laughs> One person got fired, and that's John Embry, and they tried not to fire him. They tried to give him a pay cut, 
and they tried to change his position so that they could bring in Anthony Lynn. He said no. Then they fired him. So there was only one person on the staff that was, you know, quote-unquote fired publicly, and that was John Embry. But they didn't even want to fire him. They just wanted to kind of demote him so they could bring some new blood in, whatever else. Didn't work out, so they let him go. Hightower was going to be fired, but instead they let him find his own position. Scangrello, right? Rich, the quarterback's coach. I think he was out as well. So what? It, they don't announce that. They let him go find a new job, which he, he landed with Kentucky. A pretty cush job, actually. Um, so, like, that's interesting. That one's a little bit more of a coin flip if he was actually let go or not. But, again, I think a big step up has taken place there. Uh, but it's a boom or bust step up. We'll get to Greasy. Um, we'll talk about that as well because this is what Kyle Shanahan brings. This is what it is. It's swing for the fences. He's not doing a lot of retread hires. That's not what he does. He wants to bring in people that he trusts and or is loyal to him, right? The Shanahan loyalty project uh, in full effect. But with this special teams hire, okay, here's the deal. Brian Schneider, I mean, good gosh. A dude's been a special teams coordinator for 13 years in the NFL. He's won a Super Bowl with the Seattle Seahawks. You know, it's a within-the-division hire. But where is the risk? Well, here's the risk. The last two years, he was a special teams coach. He stepped away for personal reasons before the season or during the season. He's done it twice now. I don't know what those personal reasons are. And usually my take on all of these things is... Personal reasons, stay out of it, man. It's personal. If they want to let you know what it is, usually you assume it's a bad thing. I've been a part of certain things, like right when we adopted our boys, uh, my plan was to continue coaching. Now, I didn't have to step out in the middle of the season, but I did step away from my coaching career because of personal reasons, right? Who knows what this guy's family's been through, but he did it back-to-back -back years. So he's with Seattle uh, for a long time. He started with the Oakland Raiders back in 2007-2008. Then he got hired on with Urban Meyer last year in the Jags, but he stepped away before the season started. So he didn't officially coach then either. So the guys got experience out the wazoo. There's no doubt about that. Um, again, Super Bowl title. It's going to be great. I hope everything out, you know, behind the curtains, great. I, I wish, hope things are very, very well for him. But that's rough there. Um, but this is a huge upgrade. If he coaches, the special teams will improve over what they were. There's no doubt about that. Uh, it's just, can we get to that point? That's the question. Um, so this one, this is stock up. I, I love this hire. Brian Schneider, awesome. <laughs> He's coached 18 playoff games. 13 years as an offensive coordinator. Like, he's been around for a very, very long time. So that one is a great, great, great hire. It's just, again, you got a little bit of an asterisk next to it because ugh, you don't know how that's going to go. Now, next uh, big hire. Brian Fleury has, is now the tight ends coach. Now, if we stick with Brian Fleury, he's not a new coach. He's been with us. He's been the offensive quality control coach for two years. He was our defensive quality control coach in 2019. So he's been in the 49ers coaching staff for three years. He's replacing a legend. There's no doubt about that. John Embry is incredible. I'm so glad that he went with McDaniel down in South Beach. And I, I hope things go well there. But focusing on Brian Fleury, our new tight ends coach, um, he's got a pretty good track record as well. 
2013, his first year coaching was with the Bills as a defensive quality control coach. 2014, 2015 with the Browns. Guess what? There's your Shanahan connection. He was a linebackers coach. 2016, 17 with the Dolphins. Um, then he stepped away. He was out of the NFL for a few years there um, and came back. It was with the 49ers for three years. So this is a promotion rewarding somebody that's been a defensive coach, but the last two years he's been on the offensive side. And so he finally gets promoted. That's Brian Flurry at the tight end position. And man, how easy I how easy would it be? Tight end's one of the hardest positions to coach, first off, let me say that, because you have to be active in every other room. You have to know all of the run game assignments, every single one of them. You have to know all of the passing game assignments and protections. So the tight end coach has one of the fewest positions. It's also one of the most difficult to coach because you have to gel with the quarterback, with the wide receivers, and the O-line. It's very, very difficult. So this is this is going to be a very difficult assignment. For somebody that's never been a position coach at the NFL level. Well, I, I take that back. For the Browns, he was assistant linebackers coach, then outside linebackers coach for one year. For one year. Um, so kind of take that for what you want. Uh, a couple questions I want to get to before we get to some more people. I love it. Cage said, this is so ironic. I was just reading the list of updates on my 49ers fan group on Facebook. Hey, man. Yeah, I One thing that I am excited about with the future is I'm hoping to get a little bit more live action as things happen, um, which is difficult to do in my current situation with the the job situation, but the future, that won't be the case. Um, so I'm excited about that. Uh, <laughs> Ice Cold Narsh says, give me some hot takes on your new coaching opinions. Hot take number one, special teams approved. I don't give a damn who the hell is back there. That is huge. There are some areas where we will take a step back. So this isn't, yay, we're the best coaching staff ever. No, no, no. This is a... You don't know what the hell you're going to get. You really don't. Um, the good news is everything up top seems all right. You got to keep the coordinator, uh, D'Amico, for defense, which he was incredible. I only expect better things for him moving forward to Kyle Shanahan. So yeah, you're, two, you're number one and number two. You're steering clear. I'm cool with that. Bro Montana, I read Bobby Turner's taking the year off of surgery. That is correct. Um, he's done this before in the past as well. Um, he's incredible, and I just hope he gets away. Like, I hope he gets away. Um, and we want him to come back, and I, I don't think that he is done with Bobby Turner's going to get to call his shot. And I think a big reason why you did everything with John Embry is because of Bobby Turner. If John Embry would have just gone back to tight ends, Choach, and relinquished his assistant head coaching role and paycheck, nothing would have changed. But because he wasn't willing to, it shows you this team either, one, loves Anthony Lynn, which I like, or two, that gives Anthony Lynn a spot next year if Bobby comes back. He slides back into the running back spot. Anthony Lynn stays assistant head coach and advisor or whatever you want him to be. It makes sense. So I do like that. Pat, what do you think about Jimmy to the Saints trade prospect? One, okay, it makes a lot of football sense. The Saints, for sure, um, who I absolutely hate. Um, but the, here's the big issue for me. New Orleans is really good. And quarterback trades to conference contenders, I do not like. Um, I don't like them. I don't like them anywhere. I don't like them here or there. I don't like them 
wherever. I don't care. I didn't rhyme. I tried to do the, <laughs> the, the Dr. Seuss. It didn't go well. They have capital. There's no doubt about that. They have two fours. Um, you know, their third rounder is not until pick 100. It's not their original third rounder. They traded that. But, yeah, you can make it work salary cap-wise. Eesh. That's going to be tough. Uh, the Saints are in some bad position salary cap-wise. We'll have to see what happens uh, with what goes on there. But I would personally rather trade him to almost anybody else besides the Saints. Now, if they're willing to overpay, that's great. But I would much rather send them to the Washington Commanders. I'd rather send them to any AFC team. Um, Saints would be last call. If you remember, if the Saints won one more game, 49ers don't even make the playoffs. Remember? It, like, they almost beat us out of the playoffs. So why send a quarterback there? If they'll pay for him, I'm down. But I'd prefer to send him out of conference, almost always. Um, commanders don't really scare me too much, but I'd prefer them. Saints, it's a damn good defense. Damn good defense. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, Steve, he says, love the live stream. Um, is that a decent hour for us Aussies on my day off? Way to go, John. Hey, man, always thinking about you guys down under. Absolutely love it. Um, Eggy49ers, hey, Mr. Chapman, do we already know who will be the official offensive coordinator? Man, such a wonderful question. Simple answer. Simple question. With a very difficult answer, uh, as only Kyle Shanahan could bring up. So, all right, let's jump into this. There's not an official. Uh, <laughs> there's not an official offensive coordinator, at least not listed by the 49ers. Now you have to have a tree of you know who's official and who's not all the way down. We'll have to see what that looks like. Yeah, because you know the NFL changed this. Uh, two years ago because of Kyle Shanahan where, you know, LaFleur wanted to go work with his brother and Shanahan said, nope, that's a lateral move. He's our offensive coordinator, but he doesn't call plays. He wasn't the number two, all these things. And the NFL is like, all right, we got to get out of this. Um, so somebody has to be labeled the number two. Uh, so Kyle Shanahan's the official offensive coordinator. Then we have two coordinators, which is what we've done the last two years, right? So last year, Mike McDaniel was the run game coordinator that gets passed off in house to Chris Forrester, who is our offensive line coach, who has been our offensive line coach. That hasn't changed. And he, I, in my opinion, he's going to be the number two guy, Chris Forrester, um, because he, he's been around for freaking ever, okay? You go all the way back. He was a graduate assistant in 1982 at Colorado State. Then, in 1988, he moved on to Stanford for four years as an assistant O-line coach. Then it went to the NFL. He had four years with the Vikings. He had about seven years with the Bucks, and that was all the way back in 2001. He was with the Colts for two years, Miami for one year, Ravens for three years, then the 49ers um, for a very long time, from 2008 uh, to 2009. Then he had a hiatus, went to Washington for about six years, then came back in 2015, then left for the Dolphins for two years, and he's been back with the 49ers for three years. So my assumption is, you know, people always talk about how, man, you know, he hires all these super young coaches, you know, with not a lot of experience. You can't say that. Not with Chris Forrester as probably your number two on offense. You can't do that. The dude has, he's worked for, listen to these names that he has coached under, Chris Forrester, okay? This is our offensive line slash run game coordinator. Brian Billick, Tony Dungy, Adam Gase, oh, that's a red flag. Dennis Green, John Gruden, Mike Nolan, Kyle Shanahan. 
Mike Shanahan, Mike Singletary, Jim Tom Sula, Dave Wanstead. Like, he's got all of the experience you could ever want and more. Um, he's only been the offensive coordinator for one year, and that was in Miami. It did not go well <laughs> in 2004, as things in Miami typically do. So that's one part of your answer. So he got the promotion into Mike McDaniel's spot. Um, and then the other one is Bobby Slowick. Very, very popular name. Um, his dad was around for a very long time. He is the offensive passing game coordinator. Good old Bobby. Bobby Slowick. Now, his whole thing, he's young. So, again, you're pairing old experienced with young Shanahan loyalist. <laughs> and so I'm fine with that. I am totally cool with that. Now, uh, Bobby Slowick, you know, he played for a college ball at Michigan Tech. But, again, another Shanahan loyalty pick right here. In 2010, he was the video assistant. You heard me right. Bobby Slowick, video assistant for the Washington Redskins under Mike Shanahan. Um, he was there for a while. And then whenever they all got fired, um, Slowick wasn't retained. He left the NFL for two years and went to work at PFF. Pro Football Focus. That's right. Um Came back when uh, Kyle Shanahan got hired with the 49ers. Defensive quality control in 2017-18. Then he flipped sides and moved to the offensive side as an offensive assistant. And, you know, he was a passing game. He was one of the assistant passing game coordinator type positions. And he just elevated into that this one. So huge promotion for Bobby Slowick. And I've been saying all offseason, that is the guy that I thought would be the de facto OC. Um, not... Uh, not Anthony Lynn. And as it shakes out, I'm kind of right. I want to pat my back a little bit, right? Just kind of because it's in the middle. So you're looking at offensive coordinators and kind of the whole entire system that we have here. Kyle Shanahan's at the top. He's still calling plays. He's still doing everything. But the two assistants underneath him uh, to form the triumvirate, if you will, Chris Forrester, offensive line and run game coordinator, and then Bobby Slowick, offensive passing game coordinator. Those are the three kind of beasts that will be handling almost everything. Um, and it's going to be fun. Now, I will be honest. Another huge question mark with Slowick. Um, is he McDaniel? It's going to be hard to be that. Is he LaFleur? It's going to be hard to be that. But we were saying the same thing about McDaniel. So yeah, part of me says, okay, let's, let's, let's argue this out. Part of me says, we got to trust Kyle. Because Kyle's been crushing it with all this the entire damn time. So he was right about McDaniel. He's right about, you know, Sala. He was right about D'Amico Ryans. He was right about, he was right about, he was right about. He was wrong about the special teams coordinator. But, you know, it took him five years to correct it. But it's corrected now. So I, I don't know. I, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I do love that he promoted experience with this young, trendy Shanahan, whatever. I love that Forrester's there. The guy has, good Lord, forgot more football than most of us know. So you have that there. But again, you got to put a question mark. I don't think that this is one that has elevated the 49ers coaching staff over the previous one, but it's next man up. And I'm totally cool with that. 
Now, speaking of next man up, here we go, baby. We got our NFL draft uh, draft party taking place. And so real quick, just want to put this out there, man. Go buy your tickets, guys. This is going to be incredible. We keep Allen adding more and more talent, uh, people coming that are going to be broadcasting live. You're going to be able to see basically the murderer's row of 49ers podcast and media coverage at this event. <laughs> Really excited about our NFL draft party, which we've been pumping up. And again, we're going to be live in Las Vegas at the Main de la Bay, one of their brand new clubs that they just redid. Uh, we rented it out. It's just us. It's just going to be 49ers people there for the entire first round of the draft. We're going to be broadcasting uh, the entire first round. We've got Fred Warner and Elijah Mitchell coming out. And so we still have meet and greet tickets available that are there. We still have some VIP tickets that are available as well. So head over to 49ersrushroadtrip.com to get your tickets. And if you want more in-depth information and updates throughout this whole thing, because we're going to be doing lots of giveaways, text DRAFT, D-R-A-F-T, to this phone number, 833-306-0365. Again, text DRAFT to 833-306-0365. We've got a lot of 49ers podcasters coming out. We're going to be doing giveaways on the hour, every hour. And for the people that are there, we're going to be doing a live mock draft competition as well in the prizes that we are getting together for this. I'll reveal them a little bit later, but you get all your drinks, all your food included. This is designed to be the greatest 49ers draft party ever, and I really hope that you get the opportunity to come out and join us because it's going to be incredible. So again, head to 49ersrushroadtrip.com to get your tickets before it sells out. All right. Uh, so again, you just got to head to 49ers Rush Road Trip. Get over there, guys. Come on, man. This is a big one. You want to support the podcast, have a good time. Uh, we have put everything into this one. So uh, try to get over there. Trust me, you're going to have a good time. I'm so pumped about this. Um, I'm proud of what we've put together, to be honest with you. And we're not done. We're still working. We're still working. But uh, that is there for you. Now, a couple other questions that are coming on. Um, Let's see here. We've got uh, Matthew. He says, just saw the cap is going up $25.7 million to $208 million. Uh, who gets this money? This is where they projected it, and we're hoping that was the maximum that that would be. So that's good news. And again, you talk about how much it went up. The cap went up the exact same cap amount as Jimmy G's contract. <laughs> like, like they're like, all right, how much, how much do we need to increase the cap from the COVID year? Uh, Jimmy G's worth. Okay, cool. Yeah, all right, let's do that. And so that's huge. So if you look at 2021 to 2022, essentially we get two extra Jimmy's worth of cap spending, which is huge. Now. I understand all the draft buzz. buzz. I love it. I've, I've really enjoyed watching the combine and breaking that down and adding my notes. Um, and so that's been a lot of fun. But free agency comes first. And as much as I love certain draft positions or, you know, where we are and things like that, free agency is going to determine a lot of that. And we have money. I think a lot of that money is going to go to the offensive line. That's where it should do. I want veterans. On the offensive line. That's what I want. That's where I want to spend the money. I want to retain Lakin. I want to sign Debo long-term, which is going to happen. That's not going to be the the biggest cap hit ever. Uh, it will be a big cap hit, but a big contract. I don't think it's going to be the biggest cap hit. Um, I think you can push things to the future, and we're seeing teams doing that more and more now. 
But yeah, I think offensive line and cornerback. That that's where that money's going to go. And I don't think it's going to be the cornerback everybody thinks, like J.C. Jackson or Stephon Gilmore. Nope. I think it's going to be a middle grade veteran corner that's relatively cheap that's going to compete and add depth with what we have. And as time goes on and on, I I, I don't think this is a bad thing. Uh, maybe I would have been a little bit more against it earlier. I think guys like Jason Verrett are going to be taking super cheap deals to come back, prove it deals, one-year deals, to see if they can work in there. And I'm totally cool with that. Uh, I like Verrett. I don't think I don't want him starting. But, man, who doesn't want Jason Verrett as a backup corner for you know two to $3 million a year with incentives? I, I don't think anybody would. And so I think with where the 49ers are now, Matthew, You've got to find those diamonds in the rough, those cheap value, great value bargain bin, you know, signings that can patch together depth. And then you draft for future talent. And this is the new game plan for Kyle Shanahan. You don't draft for starters. You draft for upside long-term. We saw that with Trey Lance. We saw that hopefully with Aaron Banks. We saw that with Trey Sermon and, you know, the latter guys that you know got forced in with injury even if you look at elijah mitchell right uh, who was a stud whatever did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks you can turn ten dollars into a thousand with basketball hockey college basketball entries today on prize picks america's number one fantasy sports app and here's what's great it, it you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match of up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Only reason why I got that shot is because of all the injuries. Um, it took three running backs going down in front of him for him to get that shot. And whatever he did, he seized his moment, and he never gave it up. That's awesome. So, Unstoppable Production says, Thoughts on possible Texans corner Traymond Smith trade? Ooh, that's a fun question. Uh, Traymond Smith, yeah, he was drafted from the Chiefs a uh, later day and then bounced around and found his, his way to um, the Texans. And so, yeah, that's an interesting one. Because, you know, he's one of those, you know, six-foot guys. I remember him coming out. I don't think that he's been great, but I think he's coming off his best year by far. And so I I think trades like that take place day three of the NFL draft, if you're going to do that. 
I don't think that you trade during free agency or anything along those lines. He's a cheap corner. I'd love it. More corners, the merrier that are not, you know, 35-year-old free agents and has-beens. Um, I'm fine with veteran corners, but once you get past 30, I don't know. I'm good um, in the secondary unless you're just different, and I haven't seen that too often. Stephon Gilmore counts as different, but you're still paying a premium for him. That's why I'd say no. So, yeah, if you're looking as a Traymon Smith, you know, you want to give up a seventh rounder for him or something along those lines, I'd love that, but probably going to cost a little bit more than that. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to see. And that's something that I think, again, we'll see free agency go through. Then we'll see the draft. I think that's when that trade would take place. Um, Alan, John, do you think we draft a quarterback two in the later round or stick with Nate? Nate is the perfect number three quarterback. He's not a number two. And I would prefer adding a quarterback that is a veteran. That is what Trey needs. Trey's the youngest quarterback in the NFL still. Here's what's crazy. After the this year's draft, Trey will be the second youngest quarterback in the draft. Because only one quarterback, I think Sam Howell, is like two months younger than him. The rest are all older, considerably. Um, that's how young Trey Lance is. So I want him partnered with, you know, uh, Mitch Trubisky. This is not an order. Mitch Trubisky, you know, Marcus Mariota, Tyrod Taylor. Those are the kind of the common names out there. I would love any of those. I would love any of those. But I think Trubisky is going to get to go in and compete for a starter. So I don't think that's really a realistic option or anything that uh, you can kind of find there. Um, Eggy says, I heard that Lakin will cause a bidding war with the chance of him being expensive. Yes, I could see that completely. There's offensive line play has gone down and continues to go down every year in the NFL. It's not getting better. Defensive line play is going up. Offensive line play is going down. Um, at what point do you think the Niners should back out on him or should they go all in on him? My number one priority this entire free agency, this entire offseason, make Trey Lance comfortable. That's it. Surround him with talent. Lakin is my number one priority free agent. Now, if we're going deep, you know, dark room, whatever, you let Lakin walk, you get an extra third round comp pick, maybe fourth round comp pick based on how much he gets paid. And with the expectation that Aaron Banks steps in that left guard, that scares the shit out of me. Pardon my French. Um, but if Kyle and them are like, oh, we've got this secret weapon and, you know, he's really, he played left guard the whole time in college and that's just where he belongs. That's great. It still scares me. <laughs> so I would prefer Lakin and Aaron Banks instead of just Aaron Banks and the extra third round pick the following year. Um, I want Lakin, man. I want Lakin. And if you got to pay 10 million, there's not a lot of good offensive guards out there. And I think teams are going to be paying a premium for offensive line talent. So I hope we sign them before it gets to a bidding war. The good news is, because Lakin's on our team, uh, we have the free agency tampering period where you're allowed to negotiate with your own players right now. So we get a head start. So I, I hope, I really hope we get to keep him. Now, other uh, coaching positions that have changed. Brian Greasy. All right, my opinion on this. couple things. Positives and negatives. I was talking to my good friend Benny yesterday about this. A couple things. Number one, the best thing that Brian Greasy brings to the table is that he replaced John Elway in his career. That's what he did. That's the one thing that I keep going back to. I'm like, all right, cool. He's got, he had to live through how to replace you know, a stud quarterback and the locker room and all those things and what that looks like. He's been through that. Now, 
is you know Jimmy G, uh, John Elway, or anything along those lines? I don't think so. But just the fact that he's going to be able to help Trey with that—that's huge. Plus, he knows the system. Uh, you know, he was there with Kyle. He, um, he, whenever Kyle was with the Bucks, he was with Mike Shanahan. It, like, you've got all those connections. Whatever else, uh, it's again, it's a huge unknown. It's a huge unknown. You know, Greasy is going to lose his job as a Monday fo- Monday Night Football you know, analyst. And I don't think he was a bad analyst. I don't think he was a good one. He was just kind of, you know, he was kind of the barometer for average, but he knows what he's talking about. He was around his dad, who was a much better quarterback. You know, Brian Greasy, he made the Pro Bowl one year. That's kind of like the best thing that he got. He did get a Super Bowl his rookie year with the uh, Broncos, but I think there's a lot that he could bring to the table. But again, if I'm on my skeptical side of this, it's golly, this guy has no coaching experience whatsoever. And I'll say this, you know, in my coaching tenure, I've coached with several players who have played in the NFL. Majority of them were not good coaches. Why? Because for them, it was just easy. They were freak athletes. Oh, you just do this. Just go do that. And it's like, man, not everybody runs four fours. These are high school kids. You got to help them out. You got to teach them how, what to see and how to react. But I've also been around amazing coaches who have coached the NFL. So it's not always this or that. And for somebody that spent, you know, the past, you know, seven, eight years seeing and just talking and commenting, you know, overly pretty positive guy. I I think we'll see here. Um, Again, what is he replacing? Right? So if we just look at greasy, is he your ideal quarterback coaching candidate? No, he's not. He's replacing Scangrello. That's a pretty low bar. <laughs> I'm very glad that we got a new quarterback coach. Um, I don't know how I feel about Brian Greasy. I'll be honest. It's a loyalty trust play for Shanahan. Hashtag Shanahan loyalty project. That's what this is. Um, but I'm fine with it because it's replacing Scangrello. I'm fine with the special teams thing, which has, again, which we talked about some volatility to it because he's replacing Hightower. Those are positive things. Very positive things. Now, a couple other things. Leonard Hankerson, we've talked about him. He's the new wide receiver coach. Again, Shanahan loyalty program or project, whatever you want to call it. Uh, he's followed him around as well. And so, like, again, we keep getting all these guys that just follow him around. Um, you know, he's with them in Washington. He was with them in Atlanta as a player. And here he is. You know, he was quality control. He steps up to place Russ Welker. So uh, that's where it is. Clay Kubiak. Now, again... This one, I think, is important because it's partnered with Brian Greasy. Back to the whole idea of the offensive coordinator. Bobby Slowick, nobody's seen him, right? How do you put this guy as your number two? You partner him with Chris Forrester that has over a decade of experience coaching. That's in the NFL. You're fine. Same thing with quarterbacks coach. It's not just Brian Greasy. You're bringing in Clay Kubiak, and obviously everybody understands that name, right? This is, you know, the fact that you have a Kubiak and Shanahan coaching together, that just sounds right to me. It's just the boys. It's the boys' turn. Um, And so, you know, he's coached at Texas A&M. He's coached for the Minnesota Vikings under his father with Bill Musgrave and Norv Norv Turner in 2013. Um, then he was with the University of Kansas as a wide receiver coach. Then he was with the Denver Broncos underneath his dad as an offensive assistant. Then he went back to the Vikings uh, as their quarterback coach. And then he went to the Denver Broncos again um, as their passing game coordinator. And, you know, now he's back with us, Clay Kubiak as assistant. So, again, you're partnering 
It's not just Brian Greasy as a quarterback coach. That's oversimplified, and you're missing the big picture. It's a nuanced approach. You have these two guys working with Kyle Shanahan that both know this system inside and out. I like that. That is good. I love if if you flip those hires, right? If you would have said the quarterback coach was Clay Kubiak, everybody would have said A plus hire. But the fact that you got him as the assistant, all right, now you're cooking with something. Um, that's kind of like doubling down, right? I'm totally cool with that. Now, so those are the new coaches that we got. Anthony Lynn, obviously, which we spent a whole podcast on that if you want to go back and listen to that. I freaking love Anthony Lynn. Um, so I, I like that. Uh, let's see here. Dr. Stephen Brule, he said, heard the void year in Lakin's deal doesn't allow for a comp pick. Okay, that's interesting, Stephen. That's something I might need to look into. I appreciate that question. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to have to see there. John Paul says, does anyone know the uh, special team unit rankings of Schneider with the Seahawks? Let me see if I can get that pulled up quickly. Um, I don't know if that's going to pull up or not, but uh, I don't think it is. Uh, so, yeah, that's something I'm going to have to check a little bit later um, and get back to you on that. But, yeah, if you want to check that out on Pro Football Reference, that's going to be the place to look that out. And you can check all those things. But I can tell you this. It wasn't near as bad as what we've had. Oh, it's been bad. It's been really, really bad. So, um, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. You know, I jumped on, didn't have near as much time to do all the prep work like I usually do. But I wanted kind of a a litmus test to feel how do we feel about this coaching staff for the 2022 Niners? And I'm going to tell you, it's it's solid at the top. It's solid at the top. As solid as you could be. Could you pick a better offensive play caller in Kyle Shanahan and defensive coordinator in D'Amico Ryans? I don't think you could. After that, it's a whole bunch of shoulder shrugs. With potential, you got to give it to this front office. They have... We are losing coaches in a positive way because the system's working. You promote from within, create stability, healthy environment. Coaches want to come stay here. The fact that Clay Kubiak came here as an assistant quarterback coach should tell you all you need to know. It should tell you all you need to know. Um, and I, I think that's kind of where we are, right? It's so I like this staff. But again, it just got a whole lot of just, ah, we'll see, man. Things could go bad. What happens if our special team coordinator says peace again for the third straight year? That's my biggest concern. I love the hire, but again, it's almost like drafting a player with multiple ACLs. It, a lot of times it's going to go bad. Sometimes it could be number 21, Frank Gore. We'll see what this looks like. You know what I mean? Uh, but I uh, appreciate you guys. Uh, if you haven't already, uh, head over to Patreon. This last week, I was just doing nothing but combine work. Uh, but the Patreon videos are about to step up hardcore. So uh, just want to give you a brief snapshot of what that looks like. Hey, guys. Just wanted to take a second and kind of show you what Patreon looks like and what that is. Uh, it, amazing app. And it's... It, you can use it on your phone or whatever, but it's really whatever you want. Like if you're just one of those hardcore draft Nick people, uh, you can just click on the tab. We have 64 draft breakdown videos up already. And so you can just kind of scroll down and kind of look at the different positions. If you want corners, which I'm going through now, those are there in the specific uh, players that are there. Let's say you want Trey Lance, right? 
you want to go back through and you want to see what Trey Lance was like in college, I've got a bunch of Trey Lance video breakdowns where I go through just hours and hours. We have over 230 plus videos up currently. And so it's just this really easy way. Uh, the 49ers draft class, you want to see guys that we haven't seen this year. You want to go back and you want to watch some Aaron Banks. What was it? that they saw in him. We didn't get to see him on the field in the regular season. Aaron Banks, you want Trey Sermon. All of the draft classes there, you want to look at opponents. You want to watch Rams games, right? You just type in Rams and, oops, did the wrong one. There we go, got to clear that off. But like you can go back and you can watch all these old games that we have and I go, we, every single offense and defensive snap from the last two seasons, those are on there. Um, also, this is the best way to support the podcast. So you want to check that out, head over there. Um, all you got to do is just type in 49ers Patreon and Google. We're the very first one that pulls up and it's the best way to support us. So go check it out and help this podcast grow. Uh, and if you don't like it, as always, you check it out, not your cup of tea, hundred percent money back guaranteed. No questions asked. Just say, sorry, didn't use it enough, whatever money back guaranteed. No issue. So go check it out. Now, I, I will, I'll say this, um, you know, I, one of the players I get the most questions about is definitely Christian Watson out of North Dakota State, who was a teammate of Trey Lance. You know, again, if you want to watch some of his college film, a lot of those Trey Lance breakdowns, you'll see Christian Watson out there. I don't think he's going to be there at 61. Um, I really, really don't. Now, just because I think that doesn't mean it's going to happen. Uh, again, Creed Humphrey rule, right? Creed Humphrey went at 61, um, which is total BS. You know, I did a redraft. Uh, Creed Humphrey should have been a top 10 pick. Should have been a top 10 pick. Um, I think I had him ranked, I think I had like 20, I think I was on like 20, and people made fun of me for it. But it, who knows, you know? Um, I, but I think that Watson's going to be gone. I, I don't think that'll be there. If he is there, that would be incredible. And it would be, why not? Pay? We've seen this in the NFL, right? You pair Jamar Chase with his college quarterback, Burrow. You pair Waddle with his college quarterback, and Tua. You pair, um, you know, Devontae Smith with his college quarterback and Hurts. It works. There's chemistry there. It matters. There's, you know, all that. If you could get them, that's great. Wide receiver in the biggest need, but golly, man, you get a playmaker like that that can stretch the field vertically with that body type, whew. I would love it. Uh, the good news is there are a lot of wide receivers. A lot of wide receivers. And, you know, we've been doing corners. We're going to switch over to Edge on Patreon. Um, some pass rush specialists. That's what uh, the Patreon members voted on next. And then wide receiver and O-line. So that's kind of what we've got coming up. And, again, if you're a Patreon member and there's something you want covered, a certain player or whatever, you want to break down on somebody, just hit me up. Uh, be more than happy to get that to you. Uh, just saying thank you for supporting the podcast. So thank you guys. 49ers coaching staff. Ah, I like it, but it's uh, not as easy as just a simple like, oh, yeah, we got a great coaching staff. That's not what this is. There are some reservations, but uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. And as always, stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.